This is Global Bible Study, a World Christianity Project, connecting you to the Word and to the world of God. Hello, in this episode, Mariana Leite, an education graduate and a theology student at Brazil Adventist University, is my co-host. The more we study Jesus' life, the more we are surprised by his skill to accept people and make them feel that they have worth. Jesus had no pride in his heart. He did not behave as if he was better than anyone. People's lives were changed by his life because he cared for them deeply. People became what he believed they could become. And to discuss about developing a winning attitude, we welcome Pastor Sam Ngala. A pastor's kid born in Myanmar, Sam and his family minister in the Midwest of the U.S. among Burmese people groups. Servet Dema, born in Albania with a Muslim background, Servet holds a Master of Missiology and currently ministers in Brazil. And Antonia Hare, a nurse and medical student from Germany who has lived and worked in many different countries. Welcome everybody, we're glad that you are here for another episode of Global Bible Study. This is our episode number nine. We have been discussing about making friends for God with people from many countries, and this time it's no different. Theme or subject for this discussion is developing a winning attitude, and I will begin with a question for uh, the participants here related to the receptivity of the gospel. What do you think? What is the biggest influence? Is it the gospel or is it the messengers, the channel, the media, uh, the approaches that will influence the receptivity of the gospel? Uh, Pastor Sam. I would say both. Because uh, God is using us human mediums God is using us, so if we as God's representative will not be able to represent the loving, caring, compassionate God that we are representing, the message that we bring will become ineffective. So I would say they go together. Pastor Servant, uh, well, what are uh, some of the things that influence the receptivity of the gospel? Well, uh, I would I would like to, to just comment a bit about uh, the example of Jonah. If we talk about it, we see that the gospel is everything. The way we transmit it, it does not mean a lot. God, God, he does, he does, he does it always his ways. He blesses it and he makes it prosper. The way we teach, the way we preach, the way we say things, it's very relevant. But the most important thing is the gospel that has first reached us and that is seen through the people's eyes and that makes a difference uh, all around uh, nations everywhere we go uh, for example i come from albania albania is a country very very secular what happens there is that people uh, they 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 sympathize the gospel but they do not take an attitude they do not uh, take a decision because they uh, they they are always affected about uh, other people's opinions what will people think about me about my family in a muslim country so it is very important how we live it and uh, not 
not as much the way we say it, the way we preach it. This is what I think. I really like the idea of it is something that we say and how we act because I think a lot of the gospel is actually put forward not with words but with actions. So I think it has, I think the first priority for me as well would be the gospel as such because it is the content and it is what we do and what we speak about is revolving around. So I would agree with um, Pastor Servant on this. And I think as well that for some people, they say that their only Bible they're ever going to read are going to be us Christians. And so I think this is a Bible that does not communicate on over words only or primarily, but um, over actions, over attitude, over compassion, love, um, yeah, empathy, just living what Jesus taught us. And that is what he taught in the gospel. Yes, and going from what you just said, Antonia, um, the study guide also draws us to looking at Jesus' example. And we can see in scripture how receptive sometimes people were to him, others were not. Um, Pastor Samuel, what would you believe were, were some of the important factors in some people being really eager to receive Jesus' message? And also, why did some people reject him? It, it can also be how receptive the person was to the Holy Spirit before meeting Jesus. You know, the Holy Spirit plays a major role, a major role in, in the groundwork so that whoever it be, whether it be me, whether it be Sarah, it be Antonio, it would be Pastor Marcelo, whoever it is, God is using. Before we share the good news, the Holy Spirit is already ahead of us working. So however the person would respond, the working of the Holy Spirit, that we can see when we share the gospel, if the person accepts it, it means he or she already has accepted or allowed the Holy Spirit to touch their hearts. Yes. I would say the same thing for the lady or for the Samaritan woman. Okay, can you can you give us some some example on what was her receptivity to Jesus? The way she responded, it wasn't like you know, she she did not respond to Jesus in a way that had antagonism or with, with antagonistic uh, mindset or attitude. It's more like he responded to Jesus from a curiosity side. You see, there's a big difference between antagonistic and curious with, from a curious perspective. When you're curious, that means you are willing to learn. You're willing to know. You're willing to listen. But when you're antagonistic, the, the ability and the willingness to listen is no longer there. So I would say that's a big first difference there. So let's say that uh, we start with the presupposition the assumption that the gospel is for everyone and the gospel being the message of God and his own revelation is perfect. So there's nothing wrong with the gospel, but we as God's servants, now we don't always, we're not always able to see receptive hearts. And I think that's one of the points that the lesson will draw. Uh, what is the secret? How can we develop this attitude that we can see receptive hearts 
even in unexpected places. Any any things maybe from out of your own experience, Pastor Servet? Well, uh, I was. Uh, I knew this would come up, so, and I'm very sorry. My English is, has become really, really bad. Ten years in Brazil, and the last three years I have not practiced it, so I'm very sorry. Uh, but what I wanted to say is that I have had a very rebellious childhood, and my mom, she was always trying to teach me, to correct me. She was always trying to help me uh, see things, help me become a more responsible man, a tidier man, you know, be more organized with my, with my stuff. And what happens? She was talking and talking and trying to, to to insist on her motherly way of teaching, and it did not work. But what happened when I got to know the gospel? When I got to know Jesus? When I got to know His example, His story, the way He was? I was impacted. My mom, she was trying to make me be a better man my whole life, but you know. When I looked at Jesus, only then it kind of succeeded. You know, I, there's lots of things ahead. There's lots of work to be done. But when we have a real experience with Jesus, then we will be able to see and experience real change, something that we have always wanted, but has never happened. But with Jesus, it is indeed possible. Very interesting. And Antonia, what would you say would be um, some key words, for example, some key principles on looking at people and identifying how ready they would be to receive God's message or the gospel and and how, how, they, how open they would be maybe to our sharing? I think ground principles for sharing the gospel, like from a giving side, I think would be just genuinity, um, love, acceptance. What would it take from the taking side? I think it's almost the same, just an openness, maybe a curiosity. Um, I mean, curiosity just goes a long way. It doesn't have to be like, I want to find Jesus, but just being curious and wanting to learn and wanting to get new information is just enough but not but but I think what I've learned as I experienced over the years is the more I grow within my relationship with Jesus and the more I live genuinely and faithfully and just kind of go along with the principles of love and faith and freedom um, that it opens other people's heart just without me doing anything consciously or planning it, but just by being open about what I struggle with and just to be vulnerable on my side, just opens the door for people to be vulnerable as well. Um, yeah, and to, just to show your own, own cracks and maybe in just a metaphoric way and let people see what you struggle with and how Jesus has helped you with that and how you've grown. For example, tidying up and cleaning and being a better man. Um, I think we all have these things and we all have these wonderful experiences where we say, you know, and Jesus really helped me and he got me out of this. And it's maybe those little things and I think for everyone, it's bigger things as well. And it's just sharing that, I think that opens other people's hearts as well. Or it just allows 
maybe the Holy Spirit to go somewhere because we give it forth kind of, you know, we multiply the love that we are given by God. So I think it's just this dream that the Holy Spirit and God wants to be in us. This is That's excellent. Very yes. nice. Um, and the, the lesson also talks about this, about the, the correlation between truth and honesty and sincerity and love and how it has to come from both ends. It has to come from the people that are going after it, people that, you know, they want to find out the truth, they want to get connected with others, they want to really understand what, what love is and how we can share life together. Um, and we have to have that too. We have to have that genuine love and sincerity in our relationship with God. Sometimes the people that we have been, like sometimes the people that I've been getting Bible studies that I thought were receptive, and I thought, oh, they're going to uh, you know, choose to accept Jesus as their personal savior. Oh, I am so much looking forward to them getting baptized. Unfortunately, these people don't get they don't even choose to have Christ and get baptized. But the people that I was speaking Bible study about, I said, oh man, they, they don't look like they are very interested in the good news. They don't look like, you know, am I wasting time with these people? And they ended up being the one that really accepted Jesus as your personal savior and getting baptized. So, you know, the lesson that I have learned throughout the past years is that we can never decide and say, this one is for God. This one will not accept God. We can say that this is the work of the Holy Spirit. Our role is we can be the faithful steward. We can be the faithful servant that share the good news. And be surprised to see how the Lord will work things out. So maybe what we're saying is that Antonio pointed out several important um, aspects of our attitude toward other people. And now what Sam is saying is that even if we're faithful, uh, results may not come the way we expect them, right? So the study guide also talks about of just sowing the seed and waiting for the right time for, so to say, people to be ripe, as Sam was, was, was saying, was pointing out. Maybe, as the study guide uh, will underline, the most important is that we develop this positive attitude, what he calls the winning attitude, and the belief in others. And this will draw them to us, and it will create a bond of friendship, a, and then a relationship where we can actually share uh, directly or indirectly, verbally or non-verbally, about the gospel to people around us. Now, one tough question. I believe all of you have friends. Um, and uh, the tough question is, uh, based on this statement, friends speak the truth in love. Who agrees with that? Or who can give us an example about how uh, being friends with people also um, suggests that we have to tell them sometimes things that are not very pleasant. In other words, we have to um, disagree with them sometimes. We may even rebuke them. And I know in different cultures, we do this in different ways. Some cultures more directly, some cultures more indirectly. Please tell me something about how you relate to your friends in that sense. Servette, how is it done in uh, in Albania? 
<laughs> Good. Well, it depends from the truth you're about to say. <laughs> you know, people, they, they have the tendency to accept good stuff everywhere in the world, wherever I've been. When you say something good, you're well seen, you're well accepted, you're, you're, you become you become someone uh, desirable desirable to be around you know but when you say something harsh something tough people they usually react bad this is the the, the same thing in albania uh, it depends of the the the, the solid that's uh, the, the, the solid friendship if it's not very solid then you're gonna have problems but if it is a solid friendship, then you're going to be well accepted. Uh, you're going to be heard and maybe some change happens. Uh, what I've experienced in my life is that people, they, uh, they want to be superior. They want to be seen as better people than you. Even though they tell the truth in a good way, they're, they're trying to show actually not what is wrong in, in you but what is good what is positive in them and that you have to achieve so this is wrong this is this is an obstacle when we do this for other people to reach other people we are not being used as god's instruments but we are use we're 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 serving as obstacles of faith now how do we work on it by genuinely genuinely seeing what we have how we are how we deal with stuff and having a real relationship with people you know it's better to not say stuff it's better to not open your mouth than say things in the wrong way and be misunderstood and be used as a, a as a wrecking instrument this is not what we are supposed to do we need to say things with love with passion with comprehension and with support when we say something wrong we should be supportive we should tell the person that we are there to help we're there to love we're there to to construct something together so let's be this you know it is easy to judge it is easy to destroy it is easy to affect people negatively but it is necessarily to do it in a great way to be missionaries to be disciples to be friends i'm just curious uh we're already coming to the end of this but uh, antonia uh german culture tends to be a little bit more direct Sorry. in its approach yeah? <laughs> Yes, I just want to um, add on something that Pastor Servet said. That's why I just skipped out. I don't know whether you can see this. It kind of shows two holes uh -huh. there. Yes. And you have someone standing up there and someone down there. And then you have someone down there and someone on the ladder. Well, you know, it's abstract art, but please accept it. So what, it's kind of what Pastor Servet said. This, this is a metaphor that I've learned from an author. It's called, she's called Brene Brown. And she said there's two attitudes of helping. And this is maybe it's telling an unwanted truth is helping in a way, or I hope that the goal for that is helping the other one and help the other one to have a wonderful life. And so there's two attitudes towards it. There's either one shouting like from above, hey, there's something wrong, kind of. Do you need help? To the one that's down the bottom. But he's kind of just giving him something to climb up. But he's not really helping him up. He's just telling him, you know, there's, there's a better, just go your way. Um, whereas on the other side, 
there's someone just bringing himself to the same level as the one actually having the problem is. So he's kind of seeing the perspective of the one down in the hole. So that, that is what I've learned. And I really like this metaphor because it shows a lot. As you said, as Pastor Servit said, um, a lot of people come from a place of superiority. And that's exactly that. We kind of want to speak for someone else. But all we do is see things from our perspective. So what I try to do is maybe not the German way all the way through, but it is a little bit more diplomatic because I start to try to understand where is the other person. So rather than commenting on something um, or saying, I think this and this doesn't go the right way, I'm asking, how come that you are doing it this way? Are you happy with that? Are you content with it? Is it something that you feel comfortable with? And this really helps me understand because I've learned so many things because it helps me to see where the person in the whole um, more or less is like and what drives him to do the things he does. Maybe it's fear, maybe it's just something that he's always known. I know I just can't get it different. I still can't do it differently. And it really helped me to understand and then help because it opens the door for me to say, hey, let's pray together, or I've been there as well. And that actually really helps because this is how I want to be approached. I don't want anyone to just to tell me from above, do it like this. I really like if someone tries to understand where I'm coming from and why I'm doing things because most of us do things for a reason and just assuming from the other one that he's not seeing something is just mostly not really what's going on. And yeah, so I think we Germans are a little bit more direct, but that can be sometimes a little harsh and hurtful. Mariana knows that I'm a very <laughs> honest person, <laughs> sometimes a little, like very bluntly honest, but I don't know, I try, just try to, to remind myself as well to always, you know, think of this metaphor and just, yeah, behave accordingly. Thank you so much, Antonia. That was beautiful. <laughs> um, unfortunately, we have to close up. Our time is up. Um, but thank you so much. And your contribution was great. Um, Servet mentioned mainly the focus on trust and how we need to build trust with people. And you mentioning empathy and how we need to truly connect with them and see things from their perspective. This was beautiful. Thank you all so much. And to you and we would like to ask you to say happy sabbath in your own languages because um, this, this is the tradition we've been establishing to learn how to say happy sabbath in different ways um, so well from brazil we say feliz sábado and tony would you like to begin gesegneten sabbat okay sabbat <laughs> lumtur cool And Pastor Samuel? Mengalashito uponeva. Thank you. <laughs> thank you all so much. And thank you for you all that are listening or watching this video. And we'll see you next week. On behalf of our producer, Lucas Moreira, and all of us, thanks for joining Global Bible Study. We highly recommend that you study this topic in depth with your study guide. Don't forget to follow and interact with us on social media. 
on Instagram at World Christianity. Until next time. Bye.